Me, 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 me. Here you go. Hi, Castlebarians. It is now time to have a casual conversation for the beneficial good of our community. The show you are about to listen to is called What's Up, Castleberry? And now it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you your hosts, Andy and Drew. Oh, and don't forget that lovely producer, Robin. What's up, podcast listeners? It's Andy and Drew here for episode number 89 of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. <laughs> Andy and I are Castleberry <laughs> residents. We're a little silly today. Uh, local pastors, as well as friends who desire to have casual conversations on this podcast every single Tuesday for the good of the people of Castleberry about Castleberry-related issues. And it includes guests and friends involved with Castleberry. And we've got a great friend coming up to talk to you very, very soon. Andy. I'm ready for some candy, my friend. I Full confession, I already bought candy that hopefully will go to Halloween, but it may go in my belly. Mm. But I also want to eat my son's candy this Halloween. How do you work it with your kids? Uh, do, do you get a fee? Do you require candy from them? <laughs> yeah, about 90% normally pays for a month's rent of their candy. No, you know what? It's uh, I'm, I'm trying to lose a little bit of weight and... Man, I had forgotten that Halloween was coming mm. and there's all that temptation sitting around the house. You know, my favorites are Twixes and uh, mm. Milky Ways, and neither of those yeah. have particularly low calorie counts, even a little bite-sized one. So I, I got to come up with a plan to keep that stuff out of sight, man. What, what, what about you? What's your, what's your favorite candies? You could do what all the neighbors hate and give apples out, and that would help. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that neighbor. That's yeah. not the reputation I want. Okay. Yeah, um, I do like. I like Twix as well, and I've always loved Skittles. I don't know. Why. I've always loved Skittles. You know, Skittles really are the uh, the kind of traditional like Halloween candy now, aren't they? You yeah. know, it's just become yeah, like the go to staple. It is. It is. Yeah. Speaking of candy and and Halloween events, listeners, we want you to know that there's an amazing opportunity uh, coming up at Lake Concord Park the Saturday, yes. uh, a, a week or so before Halloween. It's October 23rd from 5 to 8 p.m. And uh, Andy, I don't know about you, I'll be there with uh, Willow Creek Church, and we are going to look forward to passing out candy and just having a great time at the park on October 23rd, 5 to 8. That's awesome. I didn't know you guys were going to be there. We are considering going there and maybe we should go there as a podcast as well but i have been asked to MC the costume contest so i'm oh, taking fine. responsibility for that and i've got three judges mayor dave henson mallory lambert the principal at casper elementary and mia coleman the principal at south seminole academy so we've got three good judges i'm gonna MC it and we're hoping that hundreds and hundreds of kids and their families will come out dressed up we have prizes for the winner in each age group. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It really is a beautiful park, especially under the lights, especially when there's a lot of people there, especially when we're celebrating something. So I'd encourage everybody to come out, stop by Willow Creek Church, get some of their stuff, and then uh, make sure you come dressed up. And I'd love to meet you at the costume contest as well. Also, place where we do know that the What's Up Castleberry podcast is going to be making an appearance is the Castleberry Elementary School's trunk and treat on the following Thursday. Well, moms and dads, we are so excited that you guys will have multiple opportunities to connect and be a part of the Halloween fun events here in Castleberry. Speaking of dads. I'm sorry, Andy, but well, it's got to be done. It is now time for Drew's dad joke of the day. 
I'm just going to get right to it. Drew, before you jump in, I think this will help prepare the listeners. I was talking to someone today and she says she always laughs at the dad joke. And I said, why? And she said, oh, yeah, don't worry. It's not that they're funny. I just laugh at you guys laughing at them. Listen, I will take it. Thank you, beautiful stranger, whoever you are. You made was, my day. That was uh, Miss K- Miss Karen Olmond, actually. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Thank you, Karen. Appreciate that. Well, Karen, let's see what you think of this one, lady. <laughs> I, I love to tell dad jokes, Andy. You do sometimes. Yeah, sometimes my dad laughs. <laughs> oh, please. Robin, that was, that's okay. That was forced. I understand. But I, let, let's go Let's go off script a second. The, Wait, was, that, was, that, was that this week's contribution? Yeah. That was yeah, kind of... I love to tell dad jokes. And sometimes my dad laughs. <laughs> funny. It's funny. What do you call someone who tells dad jokes and isn't a dad? A faux wow. pas. A faux pas. That, that is good, Robin. That, that is good. good. All right, go on, Drew. Stay on topic, because then I got some more from Doug that I want to throw out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Andy, I was sharing on your Facebook wall. You posted a, a really unique picture the other day. I would describe it as, I, I guess it was a bird's nest on top of yes. like the stadium lights. And it was like clearly on fire. And you caught it. And some, somebody on the thread posted breakfast exclamation point like like eggs up there were cooking and becoming omelets and so then i tried to one-up it and i said and i said the smell was foul and i, and I got a bunch of thumbs downs yeah i think your wife liked that comment though so good job becky for She's supporting obligated. your husband she is obligated yeah that was crazy i was at the winter springs high school football game my kids are in a band there half time the show is going on it's really pretty cool we look up and one of the floodlight pylons is on fire because there was a nest that I, I guess caught some of the heat from the lights and crazy 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 anyway before we move on let me share a couple of doug's dad jokes did you hear about the guy who invented the door knocker no he won an award do you know what it was <laughs> i can't imagine what was it it was a nobel prize <laughs> uh, how does a vegan begin grace before a meal how let us pray. <laughs> uh-huh. That's good. I own a pencil. One yeah, one more. Just one more. Because I know we can't handle this level of humor. <laughs> I own a pencil that was once used by William Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Really? That's the Yes. But he chewed it a lot. Now I can't tell if it's a 2B or not 2B. <laughs> A 2B pencil. I like that. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, come on the podcast. We'd love you to quote some live, my friends. Maybe for our, our 100th episode, Robin. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yes. All right. It's now time for Castleberry's hottest, most direct segment, Castleberry in the News. <laughs> hottest section? <laughs> hot, hottest segment? Does that mean that, that I'm going to be speaking? <laughs> yeah, you sure are. New, news reporter on the ground. <laughs> This week's segment, Castleberry police officer, quote, pulls over twin four-year-olds for street racing. That's right. As a, as a fun little news story highlighting our wonderful Castleberry police, uh, Corporal Carr was out patrolling the streets one evening a couple weeks ago, and he noticed that these twin boys, Aiden and Declan, and I saw the picture, they were driving some fancy sports cars, and uh, it made quite an evening for those two boys, quite a memorable evening. Andy, do you want to add to that? 
Yeah, let me just clarify. When you said these four-year-olds were driving sports cars, we're talking about the little kid version of the sports car, right? It wasn't like they were driving some Lamborghinis or things like that. They probably would have had to have been pulled over for that. But apparently they were driving down the street, Corporal Car, which is an ironic name for a traffic cop, <laughs> pulled them over, took a picture, super cute, and... Um, on some of the Facebook feeds, uh, their mom, Emily Fitzgerald, was commenting how much this meant to the kids, how grateful they are for our police, and how much that little touch, that human interaction, uh, went a long way to build some positive interaction between our community and our police force. And we know that's really important because we all have a role in um, taking responsibility for our community and policing our community. And if we can have a good relationship with law enforcement, that helps that. That tremendously. So thank you, Corporal Carr, for bending down and for making that evening so special to two four-year-old twin drivers in our city. Absolutely. And I, I think what's so unique about this is the boys got to see a positive interaction. That Now, that's not unique, but uh, it's so important that kids have a positive interaction knowing that the police are for them and uh, they're a safe place to turn. So thank you, Corporal Carr. Listeners, it's our favorite part of the show where we talk to someone who is making a difference in our community. And today we have a person who certainly fits that criteria. You may recognize her name. It's Kelly Hinkle. She has been on the podcast before talking about her business, We Ensure. But today she's wearing another hat as she's going to talk to us about the Food and Wine Festival that the Castleberry Chamber of Commerce is hosting. Last year, the event got canceled. It went virtual because of COVID. But this year, we're back and we're excited. We're excited that Kelly is on the show. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. Kelly, I probably need to apologize because you thought you were just going to do a 30-second commercial, but Drew and I decided you are so charismatic and engaging that we wanted to give you the full two hours worth of interview for the podcast. Oh, yay. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, Kelly, COVID is behind us or getting behind us, and we're looking forward to bringing people together again. The Food and Wine Festival, as I said earlier, was held online last year, but before that this event has been one of the staple come and see come to events of our community for a long time let's start by asking you to tell us when it is what it is and where it is all right well the castleberry food and wine festival is going to be monday november 1st we are going to be at lake concord park in castleberry And it's going to be from 6 to 9 p.m. This is a really fun event because what we try to do is showcase all the local restaurants, breweries, and businesses throughout our community. And just coming together for a night to have fun and to give back and make an impact. It's a really great night. I love that, Kelly. Remind me real quick, how many years have we had the food and wine? Technically, this is our 12th year, but it's our 11th year of being in person. We will count last year because last year was still very successful with us doing it virtually, which we're so thankful for. But this is our 11th year in person, but our 12th year as the festival. How many of those years have you been involved in leading? Because I know it's been a while, right? It has. I have been involved with the Food and Wine Festival. Oh, man. Since 2015, I believe 2016 was the first year I led it. 
we're in good hands with you in the in the leadership role, along with Kenzie Lolithan. Kelly, you and my wife and I have been known, along with Josh, to, to sit down and enjoy a nice cheese tray, some wine, some other food. Of all the vendors coming this year that have so far registered, who are you most excited to sample? I'm actually really excited this year to, um, I love ice cream and Kelly's homemade ice cream is going to be there this year and they're bringing their it's your namesake. (laughs) But they are actually bringing their adorable pink Kelly's homemade ice cream truck to hand samples out. We have a lot of new vendors this year. Um, Suva Kava Lounge is one, Um, Coco Loco Cookies. And then of course we've got like Rock and Brews, which they always are amazing. And a few other vendors that have um, attended throughout the years. I'm very excited about that. Bo Wiggins will be there and many others. Kelly, that's that's fantastic. That coffee lounge you mentioned, what mm-hmm. was it called? It's Suva Kava Lounge. Su- Suva Kava. I went there the other day. Have you ever been there? It's fascinating. It was really quite soothing. I almost had my coffee and my tea and took a little nap because there was so much like relaxants in it. It was it was incredible. Next question, asking for a friend who may or may not be on this conversation with us. What happens to the leftover wine? Oh, <laughs> Well, why do you think I've been leading it since 2016? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, we save it for other events. That's good. That's a great answer. Drew wanted to know because he's trying to get in there. I think it's for communion at his church, but I mean, I'm not sure. I don't know. All right. So as well as having some great vendors, you also are having a silent auction. Now, I know it's silent, so we can't tell people about it. That's not how it works, is it? <laughs> but what's the gotta win prize this year? We actually this year have a lot of great prizes. And so the one that I personally, this was a hard one because I think everyone would have different opinions on the got to win prize. But the one I think is a really great one is um we got from the Orlando Magic a four-person loge box, if I'm saying it correctly. Loge box, and that is going to include a complimentary dinner at the Amway's private restaurant, along with um, complimentary in-seat service throughout the game. So that's about a fifteen hundred dollar value, and you know I'm all about food and beverages, and so this sounds like something. Go sports! I'm all about yay Orlando Magic, but that that is beverages. Oh, it's going to be a night. That sounds like a top prize. Now let me just explain to Drew how the silent auction works because I. You know, you don't go around every item and guess how much they're worth, oh. right? I don't want you to do a Dwight Schrute on the office, Drew, and just guess <laughs> the price for everything and walk away having to pay like $80,000 or something. <laughs> well, I was going to say you and Robin and I ought to just, you know, pool our piggy banks together and we ought to make it a What's Up Castleberry outing go to the go to the loge go to the magic game eat some food be great you, you know what we could do is we could advertise like a five minute slot on the on the podcast to someone maybe someone will pay like two bucks for that <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> get any step closer to the goal well, let, let's talk about money kelly we could auction off some time with drew like yes. like three hours of drew's time and that might raise another 50 cents I think so. What? I think that's a good idea, Andy. Yeah. I'm just, what, I just, what did, I don't know what I did to Andy listener, but he is <laughs> on me today. 
<laughs> well, let's let's talk a little bit more about money um, because that is certainly one of the the motivations, one of the goals behind this festival. In addition to having just a great time, enjoying getting together as a community and bringing businesses together and people, uh, we also really desire the Chamber of Commerce desires to raise money so that they can donate to worthy causes. Can you tell us about some of those causes and uh, perhaps how you've seen those funds impact our local community? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we donate to mainly we have three that we donate to, but we have opened it up to other local nonprofits within the community. But I'll focus on the three. The first one, we have a promoting prosperity scholarship fund. And so every year, the Chamber of Commerce will pick usually around six students who are about to graduate high school and we give them a scholarship and the funds mainly come from our events. And of course our largest event that we have every year is the food and wine festival. So usually every year we're about to, we're able to give between three and $4,000 to local high school students. And um, we make a very big deal about it. It's wonderful. I absolutely love it. We also give to Castleberry elementary and help out there. And then um, the city of Castleberry, they do so much to help this event happen. And so we make sure to give back to help out with arts and things like that within the city. That's awesome. As someone who is currently working through lots of scholarship applications for his daughter, I love that you're so invested in our students uh, in that way as well. That's great. Now, Kelly, Drew and I haven't spoken about this yet, but maybe, Drew, what's up? Castleberry should have a tent there. We can pass out little business cards, get rid of our collateral, that kind of stuff. If we were to do that, what would be in it for us or what would be in it for other potential businesses who'd like to be part of the event? Yes. So what would be in it for you? Well, number one, exposure would be in it for you as a business. It's a great way to get to know the community, for them to get to know you. You can pass out items. Typically, this event is more heavy food and beverage. So we have sponsorship levels. So depending on your sponsorship level, which you can find all of that information at CastleberryFoodWineFest.com, you are given a booth at the event. You are given a bunch of tickets that you can pass out to friends and family, clients, things like that. And yeah, it's just a great way just to get to know people and get your business information out at the same time. Fantastic. And I know you you mentioned some sponsors that are really key to the event. Do you want to share those with uh, with yeah. everyone about who's, who's volunteered? Yes, absolutely. Um, I want to just give big thanks to, we have two presenting sponsors this year. Typically for events, we have one, um, but we have two this year and both of them are graciously sharing um, this title, but it's going to be Duke Energy and Quattrochi and Torres. They are our presenting sponsors. And then we have Warner and Warner, which is located in Castleberry as well. And they are a gold sponsor. So they are going to have tents at the event. Um, we also will have a few other businesses that will be there um, promoting their business, having a tent, but they're going to be passing out waters as well, or they'll have a wine booth, a beer booth, things like that. So it's just a great way for them to get their name out and still participate and volunteer in the event. Right. Well, certainly the relationships, I remember serving with you in the past and going and recruiting businesses and forming relationship with different businesses locally. Thank you to those sponsors and the others that will be participating. Tell us just in broad terms about the the Chamber of Commerce itself. Andy and I have been members along with you for years, but what is the purpose of the Chamber of Commerce in the city of Castleberry? 
Um, the purpose is promoting prosperity within the community. And so the chamber is made up of local businesses. And even though we're Casperry Chamber of Commerce, we have businesses from all over that are a part of it. And really, it's just how can we help each other succeed in businesses? How can we refer business to one another? I know my husband, um, our business has been very blessed by the relationships that we've built within the chamber. I feel like it's so much more than just a networking group. I mean, it truly is a family. I feel like people should be involved in a chamber. If it's not Castleberry, it should be another one um, where your business is located, mainly because, I mean, these people are, we're all here to help each other succeed. We're all here for a common purpose and it's been life-changing for me personally, just the growth that I've experienced and just as a business owner, just how much we've learned through it. And then again, the amazing relationships. I mean, I wouldn't know Andy if it wasn't for the chamber. Yeah. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. The chamber brings people together. In fact, Kelly, this is the second time you and I have seen each other today because we were at a chamber event earlier today and it takes all of us to make our community bigger and stronger and better. And as you say, more prosperous as well. A couple more questions as we continue to learn about the food and wine festival. There's a lot of work that goes into these projects. You know, most people will show up, they'll enjoy some good wine, some good food for a couple of hours, but they won't realize that for months and months and months, you and your team have poured many, many hours into making this such a success. What do you find is the most challenging part about organizing something like this? I think the most challenging part for me in organizing this is enjoying the process at times. That may be an odd answer, but there is so much that goes into it. I'm a very task oriented person, so I get so focused on the task um, at hand and everything always comes together perfectly, beautifully. It's always a phenomenal event. And after so many years of putting it together, I wish I could just enjoy the process more. That's kind of been my, what I'm telling myself every single day. There's a lot of logistics that go into it. There's a lot of fundraising that goes into it to make it happen. It's been challenging this year um, being after COVID because a lot of restaurants are having a harder time with staffing and finding people to participate. And we're very thankful for who has been able to, but I think that would be my answer for that question. Excellent, Kelly. And uh, I've been blessed and I know Andy has too. Our wives have served alongside you. You really are a good leader and you do inspire and motivate people through uh, leading from the front. When the last event has been, the last tent rather of the event has been pulled down, the, the trash has been emptied. Uh, Andy, remember that? You and I did that one night. <laughs> how, how could we forget that lovely evening walking around the park, picking up trash? <laughs> but at the at the end of the day, when Lake Concord's back to its normal, beautiful self, what, what would you say uh, success looks like for the event? I had a friend a very long time ago. I'm, I'm having to give this backstory so you can understand where I'm going with it who in the midst of crazy and events and things like that, if you can pause and take mental pictures, those will be the things you remember after the event. And so I really, throughout the entire evening, I take mental pictures. And so for me, when everything is done, that's the stuff I remember. I remember seeing people laughing, people having fun, people getting to know each other, people donating to the silent auction, knowing the impact that's going to be made through that, that is always what comes to my mind at the end of the night when it's done. 
I love that. Those uh, those memory pitches are very, very special and very, very important. Kelly, we are out of time, but tell us once again when the event is. The event is Monday, November 1st from 6 to 9 p.m. at Lake Concord Park. Let me just repeat that because it's so important. Monday, November 1st, 6 to 9 p.m. at Lake Concord Park. Kelly, earlier you mentioned there was a website as well that people can go to to find out more information, to purchase their tickets, to make a donation, to look at sponsorship. What was that website again? CastleberryFoodWineFest.com CastleberryFoodWineFest.com Excellent. Well, listeners, we hope that you will go there now and purchase your ticket. We look forward to seeing you and building community with you on November 1st. But Kelly, once again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your leadership in the community and how you use your time to make a difference in so many lives. Kelly, thank you so much for your time and for your commitment to this community. We are so looking forward to seeing Castleberry come together for a great food and wine festival. Andy, let's keep the juju flowing and close us out with our inspirational quote of the day. Thanks, Drew. And here's this week's moment of inspiration. Comes from a gentleman named Dennis Kimbrough. Robin, it involves math, but I think I'm sure I'm confident you'll be able to understand it. Life he says, is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we react to it. Let me say that again. Life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we react to it. How we react to the situations, the circumstances that life throws at us can determine so much. If our reaction is negative, it can take us backwards. If our reaction is positive and invitational, and expectant. It can take us forward and help us grasp opportunities. Listeners, I would encourage you today to evaluate how is your reaction to what life happens. Make it your default to think positively, to lean forward, and to grasp with hope the future before us. Life is 10% what happens to us and 90% how we react to it. Excellent, Andy. Thank you so much. And listener, thank you for tuning in today to our episode of the What's Up Castleberry podcast, a casual conversation about our community. This podcast has been produced today by Robin Kepi. For more information, please check out our website, Facebook page, Instagram, or podcast feed, all with the name What's Up Castleberry. If you haven't already, like, subscribe to our podcast, and please rate and review us. And until next time, have a great week.